What's up, Menopod? Welcome to another episode of the Menopause Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. G. Today, we're talking to my friend, Elizabeth Molina. Elizabeth is a TEDx speaker, podcaster, beauty biohacker, and a clubhouse and Instagram influencer. She focuses on holistic beauty and is the founder of the Molina Glow. Her compelling history of domestic violence and survival led her to the TEDx stage. She's a model on a mission to redefine the why surrounding people's beauty choices and practices. And remember, the menopause movement has one purpose, to help end the suffering caused by menopause through transformational education and coaching. We want to help you too. So head on over to, the menopause, to menopausemovement.com, take the quiz there, and not only will you discover your type, but we'll also tailor some offerings to help you take your life back from menopause. Getting into the driver's seat of my life was the first step I took to overcoming the challenges I experienced with menopause, but I did it alone and it was lonely. The menopause movement has created a community of women who are unapologetically deciding to become their best selves one small action at a time, and you can too. Join our community and start to create a life you love. On today's show with Elizabeth Molina, we talk about shame around menopause, how menopause is not a dirty word, what is holistic beauty, aging gracefully, Elizabeth's personal story of and triumph over adversity, embracing transition, surrender, and stay to the end for Elizabeth's take on the importance of why you do anything, especially your beauty routine, and doing things for you. At the end of the episode, visit menopausemovement.com forward slash podcast, where you can find the show notes plus the links to the books and resources mentioned in the episode. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a written review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So you're always the first to know when each episode is released. Let me know who we should have on the podcast. What can we do to make it better? Send me a message on Instagram at Dr. Michelle Gordon, on Facebook at Dr. Michelle Gordon, or send me an email, drgordon at menopausemovement.com. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement. And now let's get to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, welcome to the Menopause Movement Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on our show today. Thank you for having me. I'm equally as excited. Yeah, I was on your podcast and we've kind of become friends and it's been it's been really fun uh, getting to know you. And you were just we were just in the pre bit of here talking a little bit about the fact that I was on your podcast talking about menopause and you got a lot of feedback. People were really, really happy to hear it, but nobody wanted to put any comments below it. So let, let's talk about that. For a second. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it, it is. It was one of the podcasts that had the most comments, like feedback. I got some emails and DMs, some messages on WhatsApp and a few text messages. And everyone was like so ecstatic about it. And it was so helpful. But there's definitely stigma, shame, stereotype. I don't even know every word you can think about it. People don't want to publicly talk about it. So I'm, I'm not sure if you get that a lot or is it just my crowd? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that the whole idea, the reason why my program, my company is called the Menopause Movement is to help end the stigma around it because menopause, as we like to say, is the privilege of a long life and it's just a new phase in our lives. And yeah, we have it, but why don't we want to admit it, you know? 
that's the that's the big thing and and if if you're someone who doesn't want to talk about menopause you know how are we going to how are we going to get more people to talk about it unless we like step out of our comfort zone and start talking about it publicly on on somebody's page like yours you know you've got what 65,000 followers or something on Instagram the more we talk about it the better it's going to be i think yeah no i agree you know i think in 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 when we recorded we spoke about like how it starts in the beginning when you get a menstruation and how like yeah. women are born with their eggs and then when you get menopause like you, you're you have no more eggs right like the, yeah. that's the whole thing and so th there were so many men who were just like I never knew this even women were like I had no idea I thought the period was like I'm making an egg <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, so I think I think that the stigma for me from my understanding because I have to tell you I've had so many conversations about like women being born with this set amount of eggs and how we drop them every month and this is a period and then menopause means like the end of this cycle yeah. and we can be free of like the burden of perhaps you know childbearing and all that kind of stuff so we enter like a new, a new exact period right <laughs> we enter yeah. a new phase so i think um unfortunately or fortunately we live in a society where the image is very important right as a mm -hmm. beauty guru as an, a model as all these things we're being shown all these images of women and youth and and childbearing years and so nobody's really celebrated and i'm not sure we're living longer, right? But nobody's really celebrated that yet. It hasn't been made like a trend. Um, and maybe we'll start that now. Well, we're starting and we're starting to see more and more people talking about it. But it's usually talked about in a really derogatory way. I recently watched that Hulu series called Nine Perfect Strangers. And Melissa, yeah, Melissa McCarthy is on that. And she talks about menopause in that but it's derogatory it's like she's talking about hot flashes and 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 that sort of thing and of course after surveying you know over 50,000 women in menopause here at the menopause movement we know that women in menopause want to lose weight we know that that's the biggest pain point is weight gain so we get that and that's why we have weight loss offerings but at the end of the day if we can start to embrace the fact that this is a time for us to walk into our wisdom, that it's a time for us to like give back, there's just so many other ways to reframe it. So it doesn't have to be a dirty word. Right. And I feel like there's going to, there's going to be a period of like a lot, a lot of education that needs to happen. Like, you know, in, in like, I'm going to throw like a random analogy, like in pharmaceuticals, right? Like there's a lot of money that goes into education, educating people about a medication, side effects, how is this helpful, blah, blah, blah. What are the benefits? Does it outweigh the risks? So I think for menopause, unfortunately, we're going to have to have like a period of edu like strong education because we've just lost that like connection and the acceptance and the shame around it to shame women. I feel like almost like Maybe I'm using this word incorrectly like to pigeonhole, like you're no longer valuable. You can no longer add members to the society. So like, you know, away with you kind of thing. Right. Well, I mean, we have that we have the whole, you know, image from Hollywood and how as, you know, girls go from their teens up into their 30s, then they stop being desirable to men. Uh, and because that's the image that they start to show and it starts in the 30s and holy crap you know <laughs> i'm i'm gonna be 57 this month it's october it's october of 2021 and i'm gonna be 57 and i'm really proud of my my body and i'm proud of the the life i've created and if it weren't for menopause i wouldn't have any of these things i love that and, and you're and it's well happy birthday uh, <laughs> thanks <laughs> you're welcome but you know you're so correct and 
even like to go take it to another place, like in the modeling scene, right? At age 24, you're basically told that you're capped out of your beauty. Like that is when you are most beautiful. 28 is like, like you're ending your career. Can you imagine at 28? That's, yeah. And I mean, so like that programming has been instilled in us for a long time. And look at, and just look at the trends, right? Look at the fillers, Botox, like, When you look at what they're trying to achieve, it's more of a youthful look. When you think of babies, they have the big lips, they have yeah. the big eyes, they have the high cheekbones, um, you know. And, and so, like, that's what they're trying to achieve. Obviously, that's not the look that's happening because, like, things are grabbing. No, people look, people look weird. They, you know, I mean, and I've had, I mean, I won't say I haven't. I've had Botox, I've had fillers, but um, I also find that, you know, I use the fascia blaster, and that's really helped, like my neck, you know. And I only use it like once or twice a week. It's not like I use it all the time, but like my neck isn't as as bad. So it'd be really nice if aging didn't have a big stigma behind it because I, I like to look at it like this, that, that if we're not in menopause, then we're either young or we're dead. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, privilege of a long life is such a great thing. And so why not just embrace it? And And for me... I mean, I had such an existential crisis, I had to learn my own, you know, personal mastery. And so not only do we have weight loss offerings in the menopause movement, we also have this whole, you know, the mental mastery academy where you can like master your life and, and really start to reach your goals, because without support, it's really hard to get anything done. Yeah, for sure. I want to hear more about you. So you are a you know, beauty biohacker, clubhouse and Instagram influencer, and you focus on holistic beauty. So what does holistic beauty mean? And, you know, I want to also know about a little bit about your TED talk and, and what that was about. Yeah. So, so let me unpack that yeah. huge question. So people think of holistic beauty. Sometimes they think it's a little bit like woo woo or like, what is she doing? She's burning sage around you or whatnot. Like when they think of that word and I mean it more like literally like holistic, like a whole approach to beauty. I talk about, you know, a lot of my clients, they want to look good on the inside and on the outside, but mostly people are concerned about the outside acne, face wrinkles again great signs of living a long life and having expression and living it to the fullest um their hair quality just like the aesthetics of the of the skin which is the largest organ in the body which i mm -hmm. say is a report card so when i think about holistic beauty i'm really talking about not just what you put on top like creams and all that that's just like the the last thing you want to think about. I want to talk about your water intake. I want to talk about your movement. I want to talk about your quality of sleep. That's where I've had this beauty circle where I have all these categories, your bowel movements. It's very important to have a bowel movement, you know, hopefully every day that would be great. But, you know, there are some cases, maybe your medication, there's just a lot of things that go into that. Um, you know, are you spiritual or spirituality? Do you have a community? Do you have a place of belonging? That's very important when we talk about beauty, because that affects how you feel. If you don't feel like you belong in the community of some sort, it doesn't have to be religious. It could be anything um, that you look forward to meeting a group of people who share like-minded ideas that can affect you because we are humans we're animals we belong to, we're not meant to be like by ourselves isolated that can cause psychological trauma and so there's just so many different things that i talk about when i talk about holistic beauty so those are some of the components to my approach 
to giving you like this glowing skin, this youthful appearance. But I also believe in aging gracefully and enhancing your natural features, not, um, you know, getting someone else's features, <laughs> just, just, you know, optimizing how you look, how you feel. And I help you achieve that. And we get to the why behind your beauty. And usually it's a lot of inner child work. Like we can get really, really deep or we can get really, really superficial. Like I allow the client to get, you know, be on their level and on their pace. So that's kind of like the beauty stuff, holistic. And then um, in terms of my TED talk, <laughs> um, yeah. I will say it as short and sweet as possible. It's basically my life experience when people say, why are you qualified to be this beauty guru, this model on a mission, all these things that all these hats that you wear, you were just, you know, born and you just have these looks. And so that's not fair. And so mm-hmm. my TED it really talks about my journey of how I got here, not just because I was maybe blessed with these high cheekbones or big lips, which are now in fashion. But let me tell you guys, before it wasn't, <laughs> so <laughs> I got bullied a lot for my looks. Now everybody wants to buy them, which is great for me because I save money. I don't have to do that, right? Yeah. But um, so I was engaged at 16 to somebody who was 18 years my senior and by 18 i was married i had a baby then i was shortly divorced but before that divorce i was basically kidnapped by my ex-husband to another country where he held me captive and you know warning for people who are listening for six months where he raped me and beat me and tried to like make me very submissive and Mm. then i realized three to four months in, like, why is this happening? I had this epiphany, you know, I wasn't religious. I didn't believe in God's source. I cursed, you know, the hell out of you don't exist, you know, prove to me that you're real. Like, what is this? Had that kind of battle, inner battle. And then I had this moment where I, you know, you guys can watch the TED and I talk about it there, but I realized, okay, what's happening? I need to take control of my life. There, I, I got a sign, right? I asked for a sign. I got a sign. And I, you know, managed to think of my escape. I, I, was, I managed to convince this person to bring me back to the U.S. where I was born <laughs> and with my baby. And as soon as I got here, I devised a plan to escape with $25 and a baby and never looked back. And today I'm here to show people that no matter what trauma you go through, because even though I had gone through that, I had to rebuild myself from the inside, not feeling like I was damaged goods because a lot of women, oh, you're divorced, you have a child. Mm. Or, there's just this stigma, like you said, again, with women where like, if you're not like a brand new fresh you know virgin who's never had anyone then your your value decreases like your dowry goes down like there's this like innate programming in us and so like i had to do a lot of work on myself to feel beautiful on the inside and out and save this is my worth this is my value and i want to teach women how to do that and that's why i do what i do because not only had i had to work on that on the outside but also on the inside so that is kind of like my journey from the ted and i talk about like monsters are real and really there's a part of the message there was cut out because it was edited but there was a part saying that like no one is born a monster we create these monsters mothers are responsible family members are responsible for you know, molding these children into that. And so like, if we can take responsibilities as parents, not just mothers, parents, society, then we wouldn't have these, we can like ex- make these monsters extinct, really. That That's kind of like also part of the messaging in there. I love that. Um, and and I think that the, the, big, the big take home is that no matter how 
damaged we may feel that we're no there's no such thing as damaged goods there's healing that's available to anyone uh, who's willing to do the work and i think that that's that's the biggest thing because life is a series of traumas and and i don't say that in a way to to be pessimistic i say that in a way to say that that when we're children things happen to us that that we may not have any control over and we can you know as adults we can either let that child run us uh who's hurt or we can go back and heal her as as an adult and and you know her or him if if there's guys listening i think i think that what we want to do is is really pay attention to that because you know circumstances are circumstances but we get to choose our own reactions and that's really what we have control over and and that's you know personal mastery is something that that can be really difficult but at the end of the day this is how you have a happy life yeah for sure and that's part yeah. of the work that you do as well that personal mastery that different different stages that we go through and you know part of why i also was so interested to talk to you to meet with you get to know you was that while i was going through this ordeal i don't know if i've shared this before but i I was at 3% body fat. So like, as you know, if you don't have enough body fat, you're not going to be having a baby, right? Like it's very difficult to get pregnant while you're at such a low body fat percentage. So, you know, part of this, um, my ex-husband's plan was to get me pregnant. You know, his idea was like going to give her so many kids, like she won't be able to go anywhere. I, I think like I'm assuming. And, um, he was giving me like hormone therapy, like what you would give somebody who was not fertile. And so like, once I left that situation, I came back, you know, started eating again, became healthy, finally got a period after about eight months, no period. And then I had ovarian cyst rupture inside of me because there were so many eggs that were that wasn't normal. And so yeah. the gynecologist, you know, in the ER said to me, and then my own gynecologist said, you might go into early menopause because you're only born with so many eggs. And now you're kind of fast tracking it. And what's happening is you're what you would be doing in six months, you're doing it in one month. And, mm. and I was like, what is so I was very interested to talk to you because menopause is not only for women at a certain age, it can also happen earlier if you have gone through medical things i know a lot of children who have had chemotherapy who sure. are also you know at risk for going through early menopause and i don't know all the logistics because i'm not a physician but i do know that there's a community of people and women who do experience menopause not because of their level i call it i call aging levels you're at level 50 whatever you're at level 30 whatever like yeah. you made it to that yeah. level you know that's pretty awesome so there are people and i was like i'm one of those girls for a long time the doctor said to me if you don't have kids by 26 you're gonna you're done Mm. And, and yeah, yeah. So, so I, I mean, I think what we can say is that, you know, there, there's premature ovarian failure that can come, you know, uh, and that's usually bef before 30 or just after 30. And then you can have um, early menopause, which can happen in the 40s. Menopause, the average age of menopause is 51. But um, but then you can have like a medical menopause that either can come from having some sort of a cancer and having to have a hysterectomy or or drugs, you know, like, like a breast cancer, for example, that's hormone dominant. Right. And so there's, there's lots of, there's lots of ways to, to fall into menopause. I did a podcast with Yasmin Qatar who had, uh, we called it menopause at 30 because she had a, a 
type of medical procedure and was in early menopause and then uh, and then went back to normal afterwards but it's not like we like to say about menopause it's the privilege of a long life and it's something that every woman will go through if she lives long enough regardless of of your you know your age i mean you're going to you're going to go through it if you live long enough yeah so i yeah. that's why i love what you do and i love the platform that you give women because there's just so many people that could benefit from community could benefit from what you do in terms of mindset i feel like you do a lot of mindset in terms of like there's a lot of shame there's a lot of acceptance there's this renaissance there's this whole period we spoke previously about this this period of, of, of grieving or acceptance and there's you meet everyone where they're at and you educate mm-hmm. them and you help them achieve really what you what you've got for yourself which is i feel like you're very happy you're determined you're living a purposeful life you know you're helping women and 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 men as well because like it, or partners, whatever, um, yeah. family members to support. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I think, I think it's really important that, that we look at this as if we start to realize that, that we interpret everything in the world through our own experiences and we actually truly live our entire lives inside our mind. And when you start to see that, I mean, the whole idea and the reason why I started the menopause movement was because like, why not learn how to make that a happy place? But those kinds of changes take time. And, you know, so if you're, if you're somebody who's ever been through one of our beta programs or through any of our, any of our programs, you know, our, our Mineral Mastery Academy is a one-year program. And the reason it's a one-year program is because you need accountability in order to make these changes that are lasting. Um, I did it alone and it took me six years, but the women who come through the program can start to make these changes and have drastic changes in their lives, their bodies within, within three months. And then they have the rest of the year for support. So let's talk about Melina Glow. What is the Melina Glow? The Melina Glow is a treatment that I came up with after going through a thousand facials, literally so many facials feeling, I'm sorry to say this, gypped. I paid a lot of money to get a lot of like fancy facials like Beyonce, you know, mag- you read the magazine and you're like, Beyonce got this facial, Oprah got this facial. And yeah. you're like, oh, I need that. Like I need it. That's, that's what's going to give me the skin that I, I want. I want a billion dollar facial. Exactly. Right? Like <laughs> I, That's going to make me like live the life and the dream. Like we are sold this, right? This is mar- good, great marketing, by the way. <laughs> and so I, I, I got those facials, $500 facials, $600 facials plus tip, you know, it gets a little more pricey babysitter. Like we, we do the math. It's like, it's crazy. So I went to all these places and I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good about what the results were. I didn't feel great about the money. I I just thought to myself, how did I like get here, spend all this money? It didn't seem worth it. My face, I don't feel, I don't look any different or better. Um, and I felt very scammed or gypped and I felt kind of stupid, honestly. Like I was just so down on myself. Like, you know better than this. You're such a smart person. Like, how could you fall into this trap and blah, 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 blah. And so I decided, um, I got my esthetician license. I said, I want to give women a treatment, a holistic treatment where we talk about everything, how we can improve while I want you to go in there and look and feel one way. And I want you to come out 
with your money's worth. And I want you to tell me that, Elizabeth, you should be charging more. This is insane. And that's exactly what I created. So I, I do these treatments where you see immediate results and they last for about either, you know, it could be three weeks to two months, depending on the type of skin you have, how, you know, you exfoliate, et cetera, et cetera. So I combined my favorite treatments and I made it into the Molina Glow. So literally everyone comes out of there like glowing from the inside and out. I've had, I think someone wrote a review that I like transported them to like another galaxy or something. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. And it was a guy. He like woke up. He's like, Elizabeth, you're a genius. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I've never felt so good about myself. And everything was just superb so that's kind of what I that's the Molina Glow I'm not going to tell you all the secrets but it's kind of like um both and it's all natural right like it's like a Botox yeah. facial with like an oxygen facial with a carboxy facial with a BB glow with my other you know modalities that I'm not going to give away too much of unless you've had one then you you know what I'm talking about do you license it for uh, other estheticians to do so that's in the works um, that's in the works. Good. Yeah. Good for you. All Thank right. You. So let's talk about transitioning, mm -hmm. right? So we want to, we want to talk about, you know, transitioning from you, you were in the, the modeling industry and now you're doing influencing like, and, and then we have this, this natural transition in menopause, right? That's going to be coming unless you die. So let's just talk, let's spend, I know it's, it's so, so morbid, but but it's true. I mean, it's really true. And so, you know, if I'm nothing else, I'm a truth teller, right? Correct. And and my my communication style isn't for everyone because I'm really blunt. But <laughs> this is how we speak yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, again, menopause has the privilege of a long life. So, how do we embrace transitioning? And how do you how do you help your clients embrace transitions? Oh, what a wonderful question. Uh, I, I feel like. I, if there was a definition of transition, there would be a picture of me <laughs> mm -hmm. transitioning or actually all of us transitioning through all of our phases. But I think um, one thing that I, that I feel like has helped me and my clients is this word called surrender hmm. and being. And I truly believe that like, again, I can go into like this feminine energy and what it means and masculine energy and what that means. But really, truly, I think uh, it's just being, it's just allowing yourself to be, to know that that is, I'm a butterfly and that's okay. I'm a bird and that's okay. I'm a woman today at this level. I got to this level and, and this is great. Like just, I don't think we've been taught to just be. And I think that's the, the key to surrendering to that. And also we've been very confined, I think, in the way that, and I'm not going to get too much into this conversation, the way we, our school systems are versus like maybe a school system in Sweden or Switzerland or in Japan where like we all have to sit in the same desk every day. And if you don't sit in the desk, you get in trouble. And so we start building this kind of rigidity as children and we get upset like well Timmy took my seat and that's where I sit and it's like okay what's the big deal and so we 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 start at a young age building these like um categories for ourselves it's like well I'm I am this and we no longer have the capability or the capacity to say okay so I'm today I'm a cook tomorrow I can be an esthetician I can be yeah. a mom later on like that's okay like we have and even now till today when you're an influencer they're like well only talk about beauty stop talking about like water intake and stop talking about bowel movements and what are you doing and it's like well 
so you don't go to the bathroom like do all like influencers not poop or like does no <laughs> one drink water like does no one eat food so like if you're a chef all you do is eat you don't sleep you don't drink water you don't put on makeup like please under- explain to me we have lost the capability of like surrendering into like we can be all we can be everything we want to be and more so that is my word is surrender and just opening up our minds to what we used to be before we were indoctrinated into you know, Elizabeth, you sit in row, you know, chair one and Michelle, you sit in chair four and that's your seat for the whole year. And like, if you don't sit there, you're in trouble. So <laughs> that's I my remember the American system was put together to create factory workers. workers. So I was, was just gra- thinking you know, that. To, yes. Yeah. To graduate factory workers, you know, follow the bell, you know, do what you're told. And so. And that took 12 when, years when you- of training, apparently. Well, yeah, but think about it. I mean, for those of us who think outside the box, live outside the box, those of us who are fundamentally unemployable, like me, <laughs> which is why I always had to have my own business and never really kept a job for very long, any job that I had, because I was always like, I needed to do things my way. And, and I, I didn't follow the rules very well. And I was always, you know, jumping up and saying, well, let's look at it from a different perspective. And, and so, you know, those of us who really want to change the world and start to, you know, create some, some, any sort of change anyway, you know, the, the, the school system is not the place to learn that. It's really interesting. If we're going to do more surrendering, what, what does that look like? I mean, how, how does that, how does that surrendering and that being play out in terms of action? It's actually the opposite. It's, it's no action, (laughs) (laughs) which is really hard. Um, it's just no action. It's, I mean, it, obviously like if something is coming towards you, like move, right? Like don't, don't just stand there. Um, that, that's a whole nother conversation, but just, just be just like allowing yourself to, to be, to like, let's say someone spilled like marinara sauce on you. It's not like, okay, sit there because like the world is going to send like magic cleaners and no, it's just saying, okay, I'm going to wipe it off like just kind of like being present instead of like freaking out and thinking like oh the dry cleaning bill and all these things and you're like you're still froze by the way you're still in the same position you're frozen but your mindset is somewhere else and if you take mm-hmm. it like really slow so run okay well and then you kind of just be very present instead of being in the future of like you're already planning there's no parking there what the hell what's going on and they're closed at this time like you're not that's not surrendering that is like something else you're going into the future you're causing yourself anxiety i always say anxiety people who have anxiety are always thinking about the future people who are maybe a little bit more depressed are thinking about the past and what was better but they're not in the future so be in the future part of that surrendering is just taking a deep breath okay let me be. And then you, then you can let your other skills come forward. Maybe you knew that if you, I don't know, I'm not the, I'm not the best, so this could be wrong, but like if you pour salt on it or something. I think, I think it comes back down to circumstances and when it, you know, when, when a circumstance occurs, the only thing we can do is choose how we respond to it. And in the moment, I mean, what I found is that there are times when my programming takes over. And I can't, I can't change my reaction. And there are times when I actually am able to pause and not react. And I'm getting better at the latter. Um, you know, it, I'm getting better at just being, but 
in order to do that, I mean, it requires a pattern interrupt and, and it requires awareness. I mean, the only way to make any sort of change is awareness. I say that this at the beginning of every podcast, you have to be aware if you want to make change. And it's hard, and, by the way. And it's yeah, yeah, it's hard. That's why, we, that's why you need support. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, so, so in here, you know, at the menopause movement, I mean, the whole idea is like, let's support you through the transition so that we can improve your relationship starting with you. And then what that, what happens is you improve your relationship with yourself that spills over into all the rest of your relationships. So we've had women come through our programs who like didn't get along with their kids and, and now get along with their kids or didn't get along with their spouses and now get along with their spouses. Um, we've had women who got off a ton of their medical medicines cause they had, were on fibromyalgia and they started to look at their lives from a different perspective and realize that it didn't have to be debilitating. And so it's been, it's been really, it's been really affirming for me, uh, you know, cause I took a big risk and left medicine to do this. And it's just been really affirming to see, you know, how, how we've, we're starting a movement. We're at the very beginning of a movement. And it's called the menopause movement for a reason, right? It's called the menopause movement because we want to break the stigma. Yes, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Before we go, I want to hear about the why behind your beauty routine. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so again, the, you know, the why behind my beauty routine, it, it can change every single time. Uh, for me, I just really like enhancing myself in terms of like I am comfortable to go out without makeup I'm comfortable to be with makeup but I believe that there's a why for everything as you probably know as well and a lot of times we hide behind it and the why for me and I just want to empower people my why is to empower people with my presence people ask questions people ask me it could be so superficial or it could be really deep and as you know like I can go and we can stay at the mascara or we can go into like the childhood trauma, right? Or even yeah. quantum, whatever you need to go past lives, whatever, <laughs> right? Like we can do that. Um, but I I show up that way. That's my why. And I, I found out that talking to people about their whys, sitting in my chair, it could be, um, I, I always talk about this one lady who I will never forget. And I thought she was so blessed in life with her husband, her family. She came from, she never, like her biggest problem was probably not, you know, not having her order correctly at like Starbucks, right? And she was so angry. And I'm like, you're so privileged. You're spending your Sunday here with me. Then you're going to another appointment. She was like booked all day, like appointment, like hair, lashes, face, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she was telling me her day. And I was like, wow, you're, I'm thinking to myself, like another woman would be so excited or a person, man, woman, child, whatever, teenager would be so happy to have the luxury of spending their whole day, just pampering themselves from head to toe with the best of the best. And she's angry about it. Mm. And I wanted to know what was what was your why for doing this? Like, why are you you don't seem happy dyeing your hair? You don't seem happy doing your lashes. You don't seem happy here. Why are you here? Because I was just like I didn't understand. And she started telling me, well, I'm dyeing my hair because I'm getting older and now I have white hair. And then like my husband's receptionist looks better. And then it was like, well, another girl that, you know, has long lashes and that means she's youthful. So I, so she was just doing it for the wrong reasons. So when we got down to her why, 
she took a breath and she's like, I never knew that I wasn't really doing it for myself. I was doing it because society was telling me that I am aging not correctly and I'm angry about it because I love the way that I look and I don't love society telling me how I need to look and what the expectations are. And so when she took that power back, she she started ditching a lot of her appointments. She's like, I don't need this. I don't like this. And, and so that's her. the why. Why are you doing it? It's okay to do it, but just know why. Is it for you or is it for someone else? Because that can change your mood. When you're doing it for someone else, you're like not happy about it because it's not what you want. You're yeah. changing yeah, yourself. Yeah, no, that's great. Doing stuff for you. I love that. Yeah. So was there anything else you were hoping to share before we ended tonight, today? <laughs> tonight. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> it feels like that, right? It's a long day. Um, you know, I just, I just want to end with everyone listening, whatever level you're at, I, I call it level, um, you always have something to offer and yeah. you are so loved and just so meant to be here. Just keep shining that light so other people can also shine and they can, maybe you can guide them. Like, that's what I want to leave them with. It's just always be kind. <laughs> always be kind. Yeah, that's true. So uh, where can people find you? Everybody can find me on Instagram, Elizabeth underscore underscore Molina. They can check out my website, ElizabethMolinaInc.com. You can check me out on Clubhouse at Elizabeth Molina. Um, I can send you all my links if you want. I, but those yeah, are the most great. popular places to find me at. Yeah, we'll definitely hook you up in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining the menopause movement today. It's been really great. Thank you so much. Did you know that menopause is not a medical condition? Most doctors don't know this either. I like to say that menopause is the privilege of a long life. And to really take hold of our lives in menopause, we have to unlearn what society and the medical establishment has told us about menopause. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement. 